Cues from the heart. It's our free version, although technically any episode can be a free version. I don't know if you know this or not, but you can <coughs> excuse me, sign up for a seven-day free trial of my daily podcast. And as you know, the free version only gets updates once, a few times a month, if that. I went like four months without an update. Because I'm an average Joe trying to support my family, and I can't support them on free. I hate to break it to you. It's not working. Can't support them on free. So, for a buck a month, I hope you will join me on my Patreon. I hope you will join me. Patreon.com slash Spencer If everyone listening right now were to join my uh, Patreon, I could do this full time. I'm not even kidding you. I could do it full time if I wanted to. So I don't know why everyone hasn't joined yet. I have no idea. I know money can be tight, but for God's sakes, a dollar a month is nothing. Nothing. It's a podcast price. So even a derelict could afford it, really. I mean, no offense to derelicts, but you could be a total derelict and still afford this podcast. So there's no excuse. Please join it today. I see the numbers here. I see where you are listening from. I want to give a shout out here to. The fact that we have reached 900 cities at last. It seemed like it was lingering at the high 800s for a long time. And I looked at it, and sometimes I don't expect it to change. And then I look, and I'm like, wow, we added seven cities in a week. Actually, the podcast has been growing tremendously. The free side has been growing tremendously. The paid side, not so much. I need you to come over to the paid side, please. Especially if you're a regular listener to the free version. It's time to pony up a buck a month. I'll be totally blunt. Three pennies a day. Come join me. I want to give a shout out to the top countries, United States. No shock. That's where this podcast uh, originates from. Germany, number two, Canada, France, United Kingdom, Japan, the Russian Federation, Australia, Brazil, South Korea. Let's see. What is that? Three, six. That's the top 10. Top 10 cities that listen to the podcast. Frankfurt, Germany. Novato, California. Shout out to Cousin Jerry, who uh, may still be listening out in Novato, California. Beautiful place in uh, Marin County, just north of San Francisco. Colorado Springs, Colorado, number three, followed by Seattle, Washington. About an hour and a half away from where we live in the woods of western Washington. Our son goes to UW in Seattle. I go to Seattle uh, every week now. Number five, Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to my home city. Uh, well, originally my home city, city of my birth, San Francisco, California. At number six, Olympia, Washington, our capital. Hats off to the many listeners we have in Olympia. We have a lot. Ashburn, Virginia. Sparks, Nevada. We have a friend who lives in Sparks, Nevada. Uh, we won't mention her by name. Stephanie, thanks a lot for listening. I, I hope this is you. I don't know. Maybe we have other listeners in Sparks, Nevada as well. Quite a few listens from Sparks. And finally, number 10, East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And of course, there are hundreds of other cities all over the world from Portland, Oregon to Anchorage, Alaska. I'm just kind of spinning the wheel here and seeing where we land. Los Angeles, California, Montgomery, Texas. Santa Clarita, California, home of the Santa Clarita diet. Anyway. Billings, Montana, Bavaria, Moscow. Look at all these places. 
Holland, New York. Holland in New York. I'm not sure if we're actually in Holland. Um, Spring Valley, Nevada. Alberta, British Columbia. Clifton, Colorado. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Springfield, Massachusetts. Tampa, Florida. All over the place. Look at this. Wow. Australia. Mexico. South Korea. Shout out to my friend Robert, who listens from South Korea. And we are in 50 countries. Again, we mentioned the top 10, but we're also in Sweden. We're in Malaysia. We're in Iran. We're in Norway. We're in Argentina. We're in Italy. We're in Switzerland. We're in the Czech Republic. We're in Costa Rica. We're all over the place. And if all of you signed up for the regular podcast, I could do this full time. It would be awesome. So please come on over. Patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. And Patreon is good enough to offer a seven-day free trial of the podcast, so you could try it for free. If you like what you hear here and you want it more than once every you know two months, then come on over to the daily podcast for sure. All right, a little housekeeping we had to get done there. Hope everybody's doing well. It is holiday season. I know that the Oculus uh, Quest 3 is out. It's still a little out of my price range. I have the Oculus 2, and it works just fine. Although I need a new headset. My headset broke because I think my head's too freaking big. It's It snapped the plastic on the end of the removable strap, anyway, of the headset. So I, I just need to buy another one. I'll get one on Amazon or something. But I love my Oculus Quest 2. And we're going to talk about Beat Saber, which is one of the most popular virtual reality games. I have it. There's a lot of expansion packs. It, it's a music dance game, if you will. Not so much dancing. I have dancing games that are true dancing games. This one's more of a movement game, but it's certainly a good cardio workout, especially on the harder modes. I might do little reviews of, of other games that I recommend on the uh, Oculus system, which is what I have. I'm holding off on the three for now. But I saw this story, and I wanted to share it with you. It's from SciPost.org, SciPost.org. And the headline is, playing Beat Saber virtual reality game might help improve cognitive abilities, according to study. And we, we talk about all sorts of things cognitive-related, cognition-related, from neuroplasticity to brain ailments to mental health to psychedelics to all sorts of things that affect the brain. And we know that video games can affect the brain, sometimes in better ways than others, depending on what you're playing, I guess. But a new study has examined the effects of Beat Saber on cognitive functioning and fine motor skills. We'll spend a few minutes here talking about this. The results showed that those who play the game improve their selective attention and observation skills after VR training. In contrast, no changes in cognitive functions were observed after physical training sessions in which participants followed instructions from a video. This study, by the way, if you want to read more on it, is in cognitive science. Cognitive science. Too hard of a website for me to give you on the podcast, but you can look it up if you want. So for those three of you who don't know what virtual reality is, it's basically you're living in a matrix. It's a computer-generated simulation of a 3D environment. It simulates and emulates real life to the best of its capabilities when it wants to. Other times it's cartoony and fun and obviously just virtual reality, but sometimes it gets so real. I play some of the horror games just to scare myself. 
just to push my comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> and man, some of those are terrifying. I can't go five minutes. I've bought games that I can't play them for like 10 seconds because I'm too scared. Even though I know I'm in my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen in my bare feet playing a game at 2.30 in the afternoon. And I'm scared to death like a little kid. I mean, little kids are braver than I am. So these are these 3D worlds users can interact with using specialized equipment. I like the Oculus system because I don't have to tether it to a computer. My computer's not fast enough to run VR anyway. But um, the earlier versions were either tethered to a very high processing speed computer, high-end computer, which could cost thousands of dollars, or they were kind of models tethered to phones, which aren't as good usually that are limited in capabilities, but are still kind of cool experiences. And the... The point really is to immerse you in as realistic and interactive an experience as possible in most cases that can simulate physical presence in an artificial environment where you really feel that the danger is real, you feel that the adventure is real, you get a sense of accomplishment when you do something, the sense of exploration. Virtual reality games leverage this technology to create immersive gaming experiences. You can be transported to fantastical worlds. I bowl. I um, play cornhole, I play darts, I um, shoot things, I save things, I, I pet things. I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do in virtual reality. All sorts of cool environments. And the technology is just getting more and more impressive. Virtual reality in general and specific types of virtual reality games have been proposed as promising alternatives to traditional physical training. I have lost weight with my Oculus. Now that Supernatural, there's a program called Supernatural, it was way overpriced, maybe. I hear that when you say something's overpriced, it just means you can't afford it, right? Like I was just, I did a podcast on uh, my regular daily podcast on the head of OpenAI. He was found seen at a gas station by a father and son in, in the guy's $20 million McLaren F1. Good Lord. $20 million car. Uh, so I guess it's all relative what you can afford. But I thought $20 a month was a little pricey for a VR workout game. When you can get games, you pay for once, maybe $30 or $40, but you pay once, and then you have the updates forever. I like that model better. I have too many uh, things going on in VR you know, to get bogged down on all this stuff. So... Now that it's dropped, they dropped the price to nine ninety nine because they realized twenty bucks was way too high, and they're probably making billions of dollars off that thing. But it's a great workout program. They update it just about daily, I think, and with different fitness instructors. And you're in this virtual world that simulates the real world, but in beautiful environments, real life environments. Sometimes you're on the moon. Sometimes you're on Mars. They had a Star Wars related one on Star Wars Day. It was really cool. The the workout instructors were in costume and may the force be with you and all sorts of fun stuff. So they have themes. They have uh, Katy Perry. They have uh, Imagine Dragons. They have like uh, deals they make with music bands, right? So they can provide their music to the workout. So this is all real music, by the way. I like it because sometimes I'm in a 50s mood or a 70s mood or a hard rock mood or a classical mood. They have every kind of music you can imagine. It's really awesome. I recommend it. I might come back to it now that it's 10 bucks a month instead of 20. It's That's a big difference for a lot of people. But I, I've gotten a good workout from that. 
Um, there are all sorts of cool games. I won't mention them all now, but I, I use my Oculus 2 mostly for movement, for dance, for exercise. I don't use it just for traditional, just sitting there. And, you know, I'll do fishing, but even that, you know, my arm's getting a workout fishing. So I try to stay as active as I can with the Oculus. And it's a good alternative. It was a, They were sold off, sold out, rather, on all the shelves. You couldn't get them online during COVID. Everybody was getting these headsets. I think a majority of them were probably sold during the height of the pandemic when we couldn't really do anything. We couldn't go to the gym. Those who went to the gym, I didn't, <laughs> obviously. People couldn't go to the gym anymore. They couldn't necessarily you know, be out working out with other people. They couldn't be in large groups. So a lot of people, for exercise and for other reasons, got these, these headsets of various different manufacturers, and the Oculus being one of the more popular ones. Again, it's kind of grab and go. You don't have to tether it to a computer. So you could take it to a hotel room when you're out on a business trip. You could play it in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you want to play it. But it's great for physical training. They're starting to use it more for rehabilitation for people, sports training. And a significant advantage of these games is their greater accessibility to the general public compared to training facilities that might be out of people's price brackets, right? And the interfaces are intuitive when they're done well. The VR devices themselves are often more affordable than traditional specialized training equipment. I mean, I paid 300 for mine, I think. You know, the new one's like four or 500 and it looks pretty impressive, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm fine. My phones, my technology, my computers, everything are a few generations behind, and I'm okay with that. So there's an, a certain genre of gaming that we're talking about here, and it's exergaming, and that's gained prominence. And it's a form of physical activity that combines exercise with video gaming. So it's kind of, you know, the old thing like, get off the couch and, you know, walk around the block or ride your bike, right? Well, you can't say that to kids anymore because they're playing these games that are very, very active sometimes. And they're burning more calories than the parents are. So these games typically involve uh, body movement, offering a more active, engaging approach to fitness. And the study authors uh, aim to examine whether VR exergaming might enhance specific cognitive functions such as attention span and observation capacity. They hypothesize that VR exergaming would produce stronger effects than pre-established physical training through videos. The study participants included 11 young, healthy individuals with an average age of 23 years, of which two were women. So obviously a very small study. Very, very small, but it's still fascinating. Upon agreeing to participate in the study, they also consented not to engage in any unusual physical activities during the study. And this was necessary to make sure they didn't get weird results uh, with changes stemming from exercises outside the study of the scope, like if they were running marathons every weekend and things like that. At the beginning and end of the study, participants completed a series of tests, cognitive tests, including reaction time tests, like a go, no-go test, uh, trail-making test, a letter cancellation test, a change blindness test to, obs uh, to ob assess their observation capacity. The Stroop test. That sounds very, very scary. Yes, Mr. Hughes, we need you to come in tomorrow afternoon. We have a 2 o'clock and a 6 o'clock available for you to take a Stroop test. Oh, my God. Do I have to give you a Stroop sample? <laughs> Get it? A Stroop sample? Because <laughs> a stool... Never mind. Mental calculus, an instant recall test for testing short-term memory. Researchers also assessed participants' fine motor control skills, a circular FITS task, whatever the hell that is. Participants underwent two training programs, 
each consisting of 15-minute training sessions carried out over five consecutive days. <clears throat> Excuse me. The order of the two programs was randomized with a one-month interval between them. In one program, participants engaged in physical training using shadow boxing fitness videos. In the second program, participants played the VR game Beat Saber, in which they had to cut moving cubes with virtual swords, kind of like lightsabers more than swords, held in each sand. They really do feel like lightsabers. Before the training, participants had a, f- f- a familiarization session to assess their tolerance to the VR apparatus. Some people get dizzy. They get motion sickness. I know I have in some extreme games. And to get familiarized with the cognitive tests, minimizing the effects of learning the tests on the results before and after the training. And the results showed no changes in any of the cognitive functions following the training program based on those shadow boxing videos. No changes at all. However, after the VR training and exergaming, if you will, with Beat Saber, participants exhibited better performance in selective attention, in observation testing, as well as in testing uh, that assessed in inhibitory processes, the Stroop test and the go-no-go no go test. Oh, God, no, please, not the Stroop test again. The study authors concluded, gamified physical training with VR seems to be a great combination for enhancing cognitive functions for a similar, even a lower training load as compared to a traditional physical training. The added value of virtual reality and gaming to simple physical exercise is undoubtable here, say the authors. Whether it is related to an increased adhesion of the participants to the training or a greater allocation of cognitive resources to the training. It should be mentioned that VR exergaming training induced cognitive adaptation uh, seems specific to the task virtually simulated and does not lead to a global cognitive arousal. The study, and this sounds kinky, global cognitive arousal. The study makes an important contribution to the scientific understanding of the potentials of VR training. However, it also has limitations, of course. The study sample was extremely small, I mean, 11 people, and was co- consisted solely of young people, overwhelmingly male, as we told you, only two females out of the 11. Very few real-life physical training programs consist solely of five 15-minute exercises. Longer training programs, studies on larger sample sizes and individuals with more diverse demographics might not yield the same results, but it's fascinating nonetheless it's called How Exergaming with Virtual Reality Enhances Specific Cognitive and Visiomotor Abilities, an explorative study. God, these studies, I wish they could just come up with like a one-word or two-word study name. I guess they've all been taken. And again, that was published in the journal Cognitive Science. I love that game. I, I like other games better, and I'll do reviews of those games maybe at another time. I do like Beat Saber, but I do come back to the other games way more. Although I have to admit, I haven't played Beat Saber in a while. Maybe I'll buy a few of the expansion packs. With these. What's cool is that they release expansion packs like, let's say, Imagine Dragons or specific groups. I'm just throwing things out there. They might have like Foo Fighters or they might have in their music packs where you get like eight or 10 or 12 songs for like 10 bucks or five bucks. So you buy the the base game. The base game might even be free. I don't remember. No, I don't think it's free. You, you pay for it, but it's it's not that much. It's not that much. VR games aren't that expensive. They, they max out usually at 30, 40 bucks, like regular computer games. Um, but in a lot of cases, there's virtually no difference to real computer games. So it's worth every penny for a lot of these games. And certainly for something that gets you up and moving and gets your blood pumping. And we now know from this study things that might improve your cognitive abilities.
This is Hughes from the Heart again. This is the free version. I hope you like it. I think you do because you're listening in 50 countries. You're listening in now 900 total cities. We didn't have that many last time we spoke together. We're at 900 now. Let's let's shoot for 1,000. Let's shoot for 75 countries next. Let's, let's get to every country on earth. We are heard mainly in North America. 81% of our listeners are in North America. We have a few in South America, a few in Africa, a few in Asia, a few in Australia, um, quite a few in Europe. So thank you wherever you happen to be listening from. I appreciate each and every one of you. Please consider joining my Patreon. It's a daily podcast. You will love it. I'm making them longer now than they've ever been before. I'm going to have more guests on. Oh, and as I've mentioned before, we are adding paranormal elements once more. I've, I used to be so big into the paranormal, it's almost all I ever talked about. I want to go back to those roots, if you will. My roots were in politics, but I also spent a lot of time in paranormal things. And we'll be talking about that stuff, too. I'll have great guests and compelling topics. And please, show your support and love. Please join it. I know there's a lot of people tugging at you to subscribe to them. There's a lot of video services and television channels and all sorts of streaming sites like Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and Vulu and Voodoo and Shmoodoo and Hoodoo and 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 uh, all sorts of other things tugging at you. Paramount and everybody's got a streaming service these days. Disney Plus has a streaming service. By the way, a big Doctor Who fan saw the first part of the, the Star Beast. It was such a good episode. It was great to see to see uh, the gang back again. David Tennant is the doctor. It, it, it had been quite a while, and it was so great to see him. Uh, Donna's back, and just a great plot, great storyline, lots of classic Doctor Who fun. They got uh, a great writer back again who came back to Doctor Who. So uh, Doctor Who fanatics really enjoyed it, I think. So, <coughs> excuse me, but I didn't know that Disney somehow bought the rights or bought the rights to stream it or something. So they're going to have all the classic episodes going back, I think, to the first Doctor and all the specials they did over the decades. I'm 52 years old, almost 53, and I grew up with Tom Baker. He was the Doctor when I was watching it, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that's when I got kind of hooked on Doctor Who, and then decades went by or years went by, and then they brought Doctor Who back, and I'm like, wow, this show's still going on. And it, all this is happening for its 60th anniversary. So it's, I'm almost as old as Doctor Who. Well, not the Time Lord Doctor Who. He's, uh, never mind. This is Hughes from the Heart. Much love to you, my friend, wherever you're listening from, from Puerto Rico to Vietnam, Bermuda to Denmark, from Denver, Colorado to Tumwater, Washington, to Pueblo, Colorado, to Hampton, Virginia, wherever you happen to be, whatever country you're in. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now sign up for the regular podcast Seven-day free trial there, too. You'll be able to access hundreds of podcasts in the archives and decide whether you want to pay a buck a month or not. Please seriously consider it. Pretty please. It would really help me out. It's hard to, to pay the internet bills and the, and the light bills and keep this podcast going on the free end. I really need you to come over to the paid side. Pretty, pretty please. Oh, and I want to, and that's at patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes. I... Um, also, let's see here. What else here? I want to tell you about my wife and daughter and the best candles you will ever experience. Full disclosure, again, my wife and daughter, mother-daughter home business, and they are shipping all over the world right now. SilvaHouseMarket.com. At the very least, let's, let's help accelerate their growth on social media by following them on Instagram and giving them a like on Facebook. Could you do that? 
do that today. At the very least, look for Silva House Market. That's my wife and daughter, and they are at the Olympia Farmer's Market here in beautiful western Washington every weekend right now for the holiday market. They're there up to four days a week when things start you know, going fast again. But right now it's the holiday market. Things are getting cooler around here. Things are slowing down a little bit as we get into the holiday season. They're there Saturdays and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. But I know 99% of you looking at these stats are nowhere near Washington, although we do have a lot of listeners within driving distance. So please come on out. And all those of you who are in Olympia, you must check them out at the Olympia Farmer's Market, please. Quite a bit of listeners in Western Washington. So you may be hearing about this for the first time. Silva House Market. SilvaHouseMarket.com. I'm going to even give you a secret little promo code here. I don't give this to everybody, just my listeners mainly. Spencer 10, S-P-E-N-C-E-R-1-0, Spencer 10. If you order by December 16th, that should uh, guarantee Christmas delivery, okay? Things happen, though, and you can blame the post office, not my wife and daughter, if it doesn't get there. But you should be able to still get gifts there. But these are not just Christmas gifts. These are all year-round gifts. They make great just-because gifts, great birthday gifts. When you're stumped and don't know what to get somebody, most people, unless you're a weirdo, like candles. I'm just saying that with love in my heart. I think people that don't like candles are kind of like people that don't like dogs. They're kind of weird to me. People that don't like animals, kind of weird to me. But anyway, uh, if you're a weirdo, I guarantee you, you know people that love candles. Maybe your spouse, maybe your children, maybe your parents, maybe your best friend, maybe your coworkers. They make great gifts. They even do favors for weddings. They will do... um, Gender reveal candles, whatever you want. They, they, they will do all sorts of cool stuff. So follow them on social media, and please check out their website in order today. SilvaHouseMarket.com, promo code SPENCER10, capital letters, I believe. Spencer10 saves you 10% off your order, and they ship all over the world. These candles have been in Germany. They've been in South Korea. They've been in Canada. They've been all over the place. So thank you for those of you who have tried out their candles, and thank you in advance for those who will try it today. Much love to you, my friend. We'll talk again real soon, and hopefully we'll see you over at the Patreon at patreon.com slash Spencer Hughes.